Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Our scripture today comes from Luke 23, 55 through Luke 24, 12. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, Urban Village Church Andersonville. Happy Easter. That was great. This is going to be good. Sometimes I get worried when you don't talk back to me. I need lots of encouragement. So, My name is Brittany. I'm the pastor here. It's so good to see you, whether this is your first time or your 51st time. Um, you are welcome here, and it's good to have you on this beautiful Easter day. Before we begin in the sermon, let us uh, pray. God, for the gift of resurrection that we proclaim today, but that is a gift every day in our lives. For the gift of sunshine that we see breaking through. For the gift of community gathered together, we give thanks to you. Open our ears, open my mouth, open our hearts, that we might hear your word today and that we might be compelled to share it. Amen. Amen. So whenever my daughter gets frustrated or is happy or sad or I need to distract her for something, 
I always pull her into my lap and begin by telling her a story. I never know where these stories are going to go. They just sort of start coming out of my mouth. The character might be an elephant. The character might be an elf. The character might be a little girl. Um, I come up with ridiculous names like Prunella, whose nickname is Pruny, and uh, Pooby and Honey. I, I just like throw up names as I'm talking. And uh, Ruby seems to love it, and I love it, because who doesn't love to just make up stories on the spot, right? Uh, we love stories, don't we? We love them. That is, I think, part of why testimony is, I know it's everybody's favorite part. Um, you guys whisper it and say, I'm sorry, Brittany, testimony is my favorite. I know it's my favorite part of the service, too. Because we can hear ourselves in the stories that are shared, like Sam's story. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. We live in a city of storytelling. Has anybody ever been to Second City? It is um, this sort of movement of storytelling uh, that happens throughout the city in different bars. There's usually four or five people a night that tell stories. And um, they're funny. They're witty. They're, they're full of levity. Um, they're stories. Or The Moth. How many of you all listen to The Moth podcasts, right? Yeah, we love stories. There's something about stories. And, and then not to mention every, um, is it once a month at Sidetrack, there's the LGBT storytelling outspoken. And many of you all have shared your stories there, right? We are drawn in by stories. And today's scripture reading is a good story, right? It's good for many reasons. It's good because we can imagine ourselves in it, right? We can, there's, there's all of these characters reacting in different ways, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, and we can imagine ourselves in this story. A good story always leaves the possibility of helping us think um, we might be in it. But it's also a good story because this story proclaims the truth of Christianity in seven words. We get the truth of Christianity. He is not here. He is risen. Right? This is the truth of the resurrection that shifted the world, that turned the world upside down. Now, I will say, if I were going to tweak this story a little bit, if I were going to be like, God, you might want to take a cue from Hollywood, throw in some uh, pyrotechnics in there, maybe some Jedi mind tricks. A really good story might have been where we actually got to see the resurrection, right? Like where uh, we can sort of see Jesus and the bandages fall off and then we see some sort of explosion and Jesus kind of appears like, resurrection, you know, maybe a musical number or something. Uh, but we don't get to see that, do we? This story of resurrection it is about what the women witnessed in the empty tomb, right? It is a story of um, witnessing and then reflecting on how to respond to the truth that we have heard. These words, he is not here but has risen, as I said, they encompass the Christian story. See, Jesus could have just died and been buried, and that could have been the end, and, and, and maybe he would have been a great prophet like Jeremiah or John the Baptist. or maybe, maybe he would have been such a great prophet that we would have named a book of the Bible after him, the Jesus book, 
right? But it's the resurrection that changes Jesus from a great prophet into the savior of the world, right? It's the resurrection that does that. The empty tomb turns the world upside down. God's response to Jesus' death is resurrection. And this is totally unnatural. God's validation of all of Jesus' teaching about the poor and the kingdom of God, about the outcast and the penitent, it is resurrection. And this is scandalous. He is not here. He is risen. He is not alone rotting in some grave, but risen in the world, in this place, at the bongo room right now. That's where y'all are headed after this, right? (laughs) At the pancake house, at brunch tables. He is not here. He is risen. I want to look at this text, at this story that is super familiar. I got to say, when we... Um, decided at UVC to do Luke 12 again. I sort of rolled my eyes because I was like, oh, I just preached on this last year. I'm so over it. (laughs) Sometimes it's like an over-familiar story, right? But as I was thinking and praying on the scripture text uh, text this um, week, I caught some new glimpses. I'll call them resurrection glimpses, right? Um, I saw some, some new things in the way that the women, the disciples, reacted to this news of resurrection. They, first, the women uh, were perplexed, right? And then they became terrified. And then they remembered, and out of that remembering, they had to share it. And who did they share it with? The disciples and others and others. And the disciples said, uh, this is an idle tale. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Right? So do you see this range of emotions that they went uh, through with the resurrection story? Right? It takes a long time for resurrection to sink in. So let's talk about this. As would have been custom at the time, we, we read they, they helped lay Jesus in the tomb. Three days later, they came back to prepare his body and the stone was rolled away, and they were perplexed. Perplexed, that word, I've been thinking about it. A couple of years ago, I sat across from a woman who uh, was in a recovery program. Um, she was in a, a, like a, a treatment program for bulimia. And she had reached out to me. She said, Pastor Brittany, I'm trying to reconcile my sexuality and my... Um, Christian faith, and um, I want to talk. I think if I can sort of get past this and and start to love myself, it might might help. So we sat in a coffee shop, and she was perplexed because she had been turned away from her faith community. Her faith community had turned away from her, right? And she was trying to figure out, how can I be gay and Christian? I am perplexed by this, right? And in that conversation, as we talked, as we prayed, as we listened, she caught a glimpse of resurrection, right? She caught a glimpse of resurrection. He is not here, but has risen. Have you ever felt perplexed by the message of resurrection in your life? 
So back to the scripture passage. Then the men in dazzling clothes, I like to call them the glitter boys, right? And, and it's kind of fun because we actually have glitter, glitter everywhere. My daughter was loving it. I think I might even have some on my face. I did it on purpose. The glitter boys come and they say, he is not here. He is risen, right? The women are terrified. They're terrified. And if we're honest with ourselves, the message of resurrection is full of terror, right? We, when we receive it, we are terrified. Terrified. I remember probably about six years ago sitting in a coffee shop, not the same as the one when I was talking to the woman, and I was sitting across the table from the district superintendent of the Chicago area. Um, he's like a supervising pastor for the pastors. And I was working in another job, and I was not satisfied in that job, but I did not know a way forward, right? I wanted something else, but I did not think anything was possible. And he said words of resurrection to me. He said, I wonder if you might be a church planter. And my stomach about came up through my mouth, and I was terrified by this idea terrified by the idea of resurrection, but also something shifted in me. As terrified as I was, I was longing for resurrection, longing for a new way. He is not here. He is risen. Have you ever felt terror when you encountered the resurrection? And then These glitter boys, they remind Mary and Joanna and Mary and the other women. We know there must be at least five women here. The glitter boys remind these women of what Jesus had said, right? That Jesus said, you know what, I will be crucified and buried and I will rise on the third day. And in this, all of it clicks. All of it clicks and they remember Jesus' words and it makes sense. And they are overwhelmed by the resurrection. Overwhelmed. Now, this is just a little side note, but uh, who gets the first message of resurrection? The women, right? And uh, when they become overwhelmed, they, 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 see, they get the message, and then what do they do when it clicks? They go and share it with the, uh, with the disciples, the men, right, and the others. So I'm just going to call it the women were the first preachers, right? The women were the first preachers. And I find this kind of odd because there are still lots of faith communities, even to this day, that try to take the Bible literally. They say they take the Bible literally, which is usually a pretty dangerous thing to do, by the way. Um, But they say they take the Bible literally, and yet they still don't allow women to be preachers. What's going on with that? Okay, done with the side note, done with the... Okay. So the women preach, they go and share the good news to the men, to the disciples, and the men, the Greek word that they, so they say it's an idle tale. That's what we heard in the the translation we read. The Greek, I wanna just sort of finesse that language a little bit. Uh, Idle tale works, let's just say bullshit. (laughs) The disciples say, I think, you're full of BS, women. I think that maybe what you're saying is not true. Jesus died and was buried, so I'm just calling it on you, BS. And uh, yeah, 
have, has anybody ever seen this before? That's what it says, right? And I love this because it gives permission. We were talking about storytelling. It gives permission for everyone to be in this story, right? So wherever you are, if you were drugged here by your loved one because they're like, it's Easter and we're going to church and then we're going to brunch, if you come perplexed, if you come terrified, if you come remembering Jesus' words, if you come full of the joy of the Lord because it's all clicking, if you come and you think, Pastor Brittany's kind of full of BS, you're here in this story. You're here. So what does it look like when this message of resurrection washes over us, when we claim it, when we say yes to it? It, compares, it compels us, it invites us to share it with others. That's what the women did, right? They shared the message. And that sounds kind of scary for some of us. I think that's maybe sometimes why we don't want to claim the resurrection message, because it's too scary to have to hold that and share it with others. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, some of you guys may have heard this before. Uh, it's a story about Pastor Trey, who is one of the founders of UBC, and he actually told it in worship in Andersonville probably about four years ago, so I'm sorry if you were here, um, but it's a good story. So. Uh, so just a little bit before UBC launched, Pastor Trey was uh, flyering the neighborhood. He had all of these posters, and he was distributing them in coffee houses and uh, bars, and uh, he was about out of postcards and on his way home, and he was walking down Well Street. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Well Street, but there's an adult bookstore on Well Street. And he had a couple posters left, so he thought he'd go inside and see if they wanted a poster. And so boisterously, if you guys know Pastor Trey, he's just full of jo the joy of the Lord. And uh, he says, hi. And the woman behind the counter tentatively greeted him and said, hi, can I help you with anything? And Trey says, oh, I hope so, yes. Uh, my name's Trey and I'm a pastor at a new church here in the city. And at this point, the woman's eyes sort of like narrowed in like, what, what is he doing in here? And he says, and, and we're getting ready to have our grand opening, and so I've got these posters, and I was wondering if you have a community events bulletin that I could hang this poster up on. It's an invitation. And the woman was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you know a community event bulletin where you put stuff up on, and then people come and look at it, and they can like, decide they want to go to that thing, and then, you know, like a community events bulletin. And... She's like, uh, no, we don't have one of those in here. And he's like, okay, well, do you think I could just leave the poster and maybe your manager can hang it up in your break room and some of the people that work here would be able to, to see it? At this point, the woman just like stares at Pastor Trey. <laughs> and she finally breaks the silence and says, do you know where you are? <laughs> and he starts to laugh and he says, yes. It's kind of hard not to. <laughs> uh, look, seriously, he says, we're trying to get the word about, about this new, bold, and inclusive, and relevant church, and we want people to know. See, it says right here on the poster, we love people. 
And you've heard the lines, tattoos and suits, Republicans and Democrats, maybe you haven't heard this one, porn stars and politicians, all are welcome here. And so the woman says, is this a church church? And he says, well, yeah, I think so. What do you, what do you mean exactly? And she's like, like a Jesus church? Like a, like a Jesus church? And he said, oh, yes, most definitely we are a Jesus church. And then he started to laugh. And his laugh is sort of contagious. And at this point, the woman started to laugh as well. And then she relaxed a little bit. Do you see resurrection here? I never would have thought, she said. She turned to her coworker and she says, he wants to hang a poster in here about a Jesus church. <laughs> in here. But what do you know? She took the poster. Sometimes the news of resurrection takes a while to accept. And I will say, especially when people have been told they are not worthy of it or they don't deserve it. But we share anyway. We share because that. Because everybody is worthy. Everybody should be invited to this gospel party to share resurrection. He is not here. He is risen. Have you ever caught a glimpse of resurrection and had to share it with others. Like the women who share with the disciples, like Peter, Peter who shares, we know that this thing, this resurrection party cannot go on if we do not continue to share, right? So Peter originally calls BS on the message of resurrection, but we know that Peter goes on to be the rock of the church, right? He, he goes on to share the resurrection message. It takes a while to sink in, but boy, when it hits you, look out. We're still talking about it 2,000 years later, today. Today we celebrate the power of the resurrection that's not, not just that happened 2,000 years ago, but that is continuing to happen, that is happening today, that will happen tomorrow, that happens in the future. This is resurrection. So where are you in this story? Where are you in the resurrection story? Are you perplexed? Are you terrified? Are you amazed? Are you ready to share it to the world? The thing about resurrection, it's gonna hit you when you least expect it, so watch out. And the thing about resurrection is that it disorients us. It disorients us, us because we live in a world that seems to make sense and resurrection is in contrast to that world. And so we must first be disoriented by resurrection so that we can see the new thing, the reorientation of what God is doing in this world. So where are you in the resurrection story? Are you ready to party? It's a resurrection party, y'all. It's a resurrection party today, and guess what? The party goes on tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. And when it hits us, guys, when it hits us, 
what can we do but share it with others? Share it here in the Andersonville community. Share it in oh, Uptown, Rogers Park, Avondale, Lincoln Square. Share it. We get to tell people about the good news of God's power. We sang it today to defeat death. The good news of love's redeeming work. We get to basically say, hey, y'all, world, love wins. Love wins. And yeah, you might be perplexed, and you might be terrified, and you might be amazed. But are you amazed? Can you catch a glimpse of the good news that is breaking through in this world? He is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah.